Thank you, Jesus. Open your mouth and bless you. Father, we worship you. We bless your name. We magnify you, Holy Lord. Oh, there is none like you. We bless your name, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. Oh, there is none like you. You are the center of it all. Jesus, you are the center of it all. We magnify your holy name. We bless you. There is none like you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's take our seats in the house. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's turn our Bibles to Job chapter 36 verse 11. Praise the Lord. This morning I want to talk about saved to save. Saved to save. Or created to save. One thing that you must know is that God saved you for you to serve him. He saved you from the hand of the devil. He saved you from the world and brought you into his kingdom. His marvelous kingdom. So that you serve him. See, most people do not understand salvation. And then they don't also understand what the Lord has done for them. Most of the time, the absence of something, or the absence of something, will make you know the importance of that thing. Assuming you are uh, you are into drugs, cocaine. You are an arm robber. And then you are you are stolen. Then they catch you. And they stone you to die. Assuming that maybe you are a prostitute. Just walking on the roadside. HIV. And you are dying. Assuming you are like you are a madman. Walking in the streets. Naked. I just want to look at how bad life can be without Christ. You are in sin. You cannot get out of it. You are drowning in your sins. So salvation is you being delivered you being delivered from all these things. See, most of the time, when I look at people, no matter their, their, their age, their rank in life, whatever, I ask myself a question. Is this person saved? Will this person make heaven? If the answer is no, 
the person is in a deep problem because he's going to hell. He has no hope. See, being on this earth is just about 70 years plus or minus. And many people even die young now. And you know the, the, the life expectancy in Ghana is around 56, 50 years. People die in their 50s. That's where people die most. Most people in their 60s are considered old. They either have diabetes or kidney problems or high blood pressure blindness when you go to some part of the country, almost when people grow up, they get blind. See, that's just on this world. On earth here. In this world. But you see, when we cross over to the other side, people are going to spend eternity in hell. And that is what Jesus has saved you from. He saved you from being in hell or going to hell in eternal torment. That is salvation. No, whatever you see, the Bible says, for what, what can a man give in exchange for his soul? What can a man give in exchange for his life? He says, if a man gets whole wealth and he loses his soul, there's nothing. It's no benefit. There's no profit. So it doesn't matter the amount of money we you have. I just sat in a car. I went to a, a church at Einstein. And I was coming. And I saw this, there's this nice taxi. Very beautiful. And as, as we were sitting in the car, somebody came and scratched the uh, the the vehicle with, with the motorbike. I mean, it's like something I was just admiring. You see, everything we have is not permanent. Are you listening? The riches in this world is not permanent. But see, but your salvation is permanent. Because you are going, look, even if you die, you are going to heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. The most important thing is your soul. And that's what Jesus has worked for. That you will be saved. You see, you are not clapping because you don't know the value. Amen. Amen. The most important is your soul. Is that you see, what, when a man gets the whole world and you lose his soul, get nothing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Jesus saved us. He saved us from the hand of the devil. Colossians 120. What does it say? He has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous light. Or into the kingdom of his dear son. He saved us. Look, John 3.16 said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, should not be destroyed, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life. 
said, you have everlasting life. Lift up your right hand and say, I have everlasting life. I believe in Jesus. That's the most important thing. So Jesus finished it on the cross. He saved you. He saved me. Bible says God commended his love toward us. So while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Save us. Praise the Lord. So even as you have been saved, the next important event in your life is you going to heaven. Do you know that? When, when somebody dies, and the person is lying in state, they don't talk about his money. They don't talk about his houses. They, can't, they, they don't bury him with his money. They don't give him anything, even clothes. I don't know. I don't, have you seen somebody dead and then they give the person a suitcase full of money before? They said, take it away. No, you, don't, you don't pass out with things. You go naked, you came and naked, you, you leave. So the next important thing is where you will be. In heaven or in hell. One pastor recently he came to his church. God shown him a vision about rapture. And he didn't, he didn't say it to the church. When he went to his house, according to his own words, Sunday night when he went home, God said, because you didn't say it, I'm going to kill you. He is a pastor of a church. On Sunday, there are about 200,000. He said, all of a sudden, he started not slimming, he started coming weak. And shrinking. And he started begging God. So, then the following week, he came to church. He said, look, I'm your pastor. I want you to be prosperous. But you see, the most important thing he said he had a vision and the rapture had occurred. And the church members, some were going. And many of them stayed. Including his pastors. He said it was serious. The, the church is full of rich people. All the great people in that city is in that church. See, so the next important event the world is waiting for is not Real Madrid and Barcelona. The next event the whole world is waiting for is the coming of Jesus. Christ. And already there are too many things for us to know that his coming is near. See, and we must be prepared for it. Say amen. Say amen. Say amen. Amen. We can be blessed. We must be blessed. We must have, I believe in prosperity. The church must have many, people in the church must be blessed. There must be cars. Must have, oh, I mean, we must be blessed. But we mustn't forget this thing. Because Jesus said, if you say yes, you can say, the same way you see me, going up, I'll come down. Bible says one day is like thousand years before God. One day is thousand years. And thousand years is like one day. Amen. Amen. So it's almost like since Jesus went to heaven, 
it's been two days, just two days. It's been two thousand years ago, so just two days. So achamao. Oh na achamao. But it's been two days. Maybe in heaven it's just two days recorded as two days. Friday no koi. Two days. Praise the Lord. So God, because because of this, God wants us to be in heaven with you. But why did we didn't we die when we were saved? It's because God wants to achieve something on earth. God wants to save people. As many as he can save. In Noah's time, it happened. The Bible says, as it, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. That's what the Bible says. God was seeking to save. Why did the animals were saved? Noah his three sons, his wife, and their wives. Eight, is it eight people? Hallelujah. Amen. So God wants us to make, to save people. And the church is like the ark of God. Those that come into the church. You see, Sometimes people say things they don't know. Jesus is coming for the church. That's what the Bible says. He says he's coming for a church without wrinkle or spots. The church. Because the church is the bride of Christ. Are you here? He's coming for the church. So the church is the ark of God. So one thing that God wants us to do is to serve him through the church. Is to serve God through the church. Every human being. is One dangerous thing is God monitors your work. God monitors my work. The amount of work you do for the for the kingdom of God shows your the level of your faith in God. And even the the goodness of God to you in your life. When you don't care, it means that you don't care about you don't you don't know that God has been good to you. Look, to even breathe, it's a blessing. See, I was telling you the last time, if you have ever been sick and then they take you to, yesterday somebody called me. And no, be fair, man. Oh, a pastor. So for, he called me, he said, Pastor, where are you? Friend, also, so for, I, I, I said, I said I'm, I'm in the church. See, well, sorry. He said, Pastor, so, so for, my wife has just died. I mean, not in this church, another church. The person was shivering. Shaking. As he was talking on the phone, you could feel that look. My wife had just died. Why are we doing what we are doing? If there is no heaven, then I'm telling you, earth is the most dangerous place. You don't know where it should be. Because look, there is nothing permanent and and good in heaven. I, I look at as a pastor. I look at Paul's troubles. Michelle Paul, I'm Rob, thieves are part of it. Thieves. I'm That's you are here. 
Recently, there was a church they were having an all night. So they beat them and took all their money, took machines. People work. It's, it's almost like you are waiting to die. So it is important to know what is ahead of you. Wisdom. People who are wise people think who about the future. I said, people who are wise, they think, think and then the, the thinking about the future must go beyond this earth. When you are seventy years, you are you are incapacitated. It's like you you are you are almost out of this world. So think think about eternity. Think about the future. What is our life? What is what is our life? The Bible says, what is your life? It is, it is like vapor. Vapor. Your life is Amen. Amen. I was passing by a school. I think is it what school? I was passing I saw a poster of somebody. Is this the owner of the school? The person has just finished building the school. Very nice school. Very beautiful school. Collecting dollars. It's like we are heaping things and then we will leave them. So look here. The only authentic thing that you must give your life to and focus and work is, is to serve God. Because that is what has eternal rewards. Amen. Amen. God says in Revelations, He says, I know thy works. I know. I know your works. I know your works. He took all the all the all the churches, all the seven churches. He says, I know your works. Amen. Amen. Revelations two. He says, I know thy works and your labor and your patience and how that you cannot bear them which are evil and thou hast tried them. I know Revelation. Go, go. You can give me more. I know your works everywhere. He says it. I know your works. I know your works. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In Revelations two, you see that it means that God. Revelations two nine. I know thy works and your tribulation and your poverty. He's, he's looking at us. He's looking at our works. Are we serving him? Yes, Is serving him important? Yes, Bible says, and their works do follow them. Which works? Which works? Is it your 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 carpentry work? Or your mason work? Or, or the, the the whatever the hairdressing? And I or you being a doctor? And or being a nurse? And or you being what, what do you what do you do? Whatever uh, sliding doors. Is it the one God, God is looking at? When you pass out of this place, God, God, God doesn't look at that. There are things that are not important in heaven. The most important thing that most important things in heaven are the works you did in in for the kingdom. Tell somebody the kingdom. Say the kingdom. He says, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. Talking to Christians who have died. Henceforth, in other words, from today, see a free nail Yea, said the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. He says, Your works, they will follow you. A man had a vision recently. He went to heaven. He had a vision. He went to heaven. He saw a build a mansion. The mansion was not completed. It was being built. 
And he asked, there was an angel with him, and he asked the angel, What is this? The angel told him, He says, It is the mansion of one of your church members, your Sunday school teacher. See, one of you. The person was on earth has not died. He said, It is under construction. It's being built. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. John chapter 14. He said, I am going to do what? It is not our education that is important. It's not amount of money that is important. What is important is our works will follow us. God life. You're sitting in a nice church. What are your works? What works? What are your fruits? Jesus said, if you don't bear fruit, your fruits are your works. He said, I'll cut you out. In heaven, there will be some meetings that not everybody will attend. So there are meetings for soul winners. There are some parties only soul winners will come. Because when you have not won a soul, you will not be allowed to there are some parties only those who worked for the Lord, those who labored for God, those who, those who laid their lives down. Romans chapter 16, verse 1. You are thinking about your only, your small shop. You are thinking about your, your, your hairdressing salon. You are thinking about just what your education. That's the it says, I commend unto you, Phoebe, our sister which is a servant of the church. This is a lady. She's called Phoebe in the church. She she is a servant of what? She's giving her life. Serving church. Which is at Sincerea that you received her in the Lord as becoming a saint that you assist her in whatever business she had need of you. For she has been a savior of many. And of myself also. A sakura means a savior. You are working. When you are working in a church, you know what you are doing? You are actually saving lives. You are helping people. So when you are working in church, those who came and swept the church, those who came and sang, those who who are ushering, those who are doing something in the church, saving many, helping Said, assist her for whatever business she had done. For she had been a sakura of many. So when you are working for God, it's not in vain. I said it's not in vain. It's a blessing. Your works will follow you. Said, blessed are those that die in the Lord. So you have been saved to serve. To serve in the church. He said Phoebe was a servant in the church. May you be introduced as a servant in the church. May they say this man is a servant in the church. This woman is a servant in the church. He must be seen as a big man. Jesus said. The greatest among you is the one that serves. When you, when you serve, you are seen as a great person in heaven. Amen. And Amen. the work of God is a burden. It's a huge burden. It's, it's a, a difficult thing. And it, it cannot... 
myself. I cannot do the work of God. I need helpers. I need more servants. I am the chief servant of the church. May your title be servant, servant of God. Amen. Amen. You don't be say a big woman. Mighty man. Praise the Lord. Job chapter 36 verse 11. Where we were reading. Close and very soon. Job. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. It says when you obey God so you and you serve him, him, your days on earth, you shall spend it in prosperity. True riches, true riches, it comes from serving God. True blessings, it comes from serving the Lord. When you serve God, that is where you start prospering. I see the Lord prospering you. Because you know what? People have money. But they can't even sleep. People have money. They are sick. When you serve God, He said, "Serve the Lord," and I will, He said, "And He will bless your water and your bread." He said, and take from the midst of you. He says, "When you when you serve Him, He will bless your bread and your water, and you take sicknesses from the midst of you." Oh, since I since. From school days, when I went to school, first year in the university, started going for dawn broadcasting. I started inviting people to church. I started preaching. I have been so blessed. I am so happy. I feel fulfilled. I I don't regret it one day. I am so for I, it's like this is it. This is life. I'm not saying stop your work and come and say What are all I'm saying? Serve God. Wherever you find yourself. Whatever you do. On Sundays. Become do something in the church. You didn't give me that scripture. He said, I'll bless your water and your bread. And you take sicknesses from the midst of you. When you serve him, you take sicknesses from you. You take care of your family. You take care of your children. You bless your life. You'll be healthy. You'll be strong. Why? When you serve him, you become important to him. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. When the children of Israel were in slavery, God sent Moses to go and deliver. You have the scripture, Exodus 23, 25. And you shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sicknesses away from the midst of you. Amen. God said, I will take sicknesses. And there shall nothing cast a young nor be barren in the land. The number of your days I will fulfill. So serving God comes with a lot of rewards. Tell somebody, serving God comes with a lot of rewards and a lot of blessings. I think God wants to give us new keyboard and amplifier and other things. He wants to give us a better one. That's what I see. Amen. Amen. Deuteronomy 10, 12. And now, Israel, what do the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart. And with all your soul. He says, this is the Lord's requirement. 
This is what makes God loves you. Says that you fear him and to walk in his ways and to love him finally to serve him. This is when you do that. You say serve him with your heart and with your soul. See, when you serve God, you get tired. You may get hungry. You see, that's why I always, I always quarrel with some people. See, don't think that you just come to church, you sit down, you take my, you take microphone, you speak, and you sit down. I always fight with my pastors. The actual work is on Saturdays. It's on weekdays. Visiting people. Moving to places. That's why I took up this challenge. That I said, look, I don't want to stay here. I want to go. Go to Ayansai and start another church. Today, as I was thinking, as I was there, I was thinking about Atunsu. How can I get Atunsu? People to come to church. Praise the Lord. God requires that you serve him with your heart and your soul. When you go to some of the big churches now, big men, bank managers are ashes. Doctors are ashes and, and sequaristers. Doctors, lawyers, serving God. Some of them have even resigned to come and serve God full time. And have become secretaries and security Serve God. I said, serve God. David served the Lord. The Lord blessed him. Hallelujah. Amen. So he said, God, God requires that we fear him, we love him, we walk in his ways, and then lastly, to serve him with our heart and what? And with our soul. Praise God. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 3 verse 12. The reason why God delivered the children of Israel from slavery was that they will serve him. Look at God. Listen, listen to God. He said, and he said, certainly I will be with you and this shall be a token unto you that I have sent you. When you have brought forth the, peop- the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. God is specific. He said, upon this mountain, serve me. God, God doesn't want us to just do things. God said, serve him on the mountain. In other words, do something in the church. The mountain is the church. Hallelujah. Sorry. Verse Exodus chapter 4, verse 23. 23. And I say unto thee, let my son go that he may serve me. And if you refuse to let him go, behold, I will kill your son, even your firstborn. This is God talking to Pharaoh. God is saying, Israel, verse 20, and Moses took his wife and his son and set them up and asked and returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God in his hand. And the Lord said unto Moses, when you go to return into Egypt, see that you do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in your hand. But I will harden his heart that he shall let the people go. And you shall say unto Pharaoh, that said the Lord, Israel is my son. He said, the children of Israel, they are my son. Israel, I am a Even my firstborn. I am a and I say unto you, let my son go, that he may serve me. And if you refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son. 
even the firstborn. That is why God killed all the firstborns in Egypt. Because Pharaoh didn't want them to go. And God said, these people, they are my firstborn. So the reason why God would do things for you and, and has saved you is that he wants you to save. Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 7 verse 16. The same thing. And you shall say unto him, the Lord God of Hebrew had sent me unto thee, saying, let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. And behold, either too, you would not hear. Pharaoh didn't want them to go. That is how the world is. That is, that is how our work is. The things we do around. They don't, they don't want us to serve God. On Sunday, they are going to take works that jobs that engage them on Sunday. Sticks a battle for you to say, my Sundays is for God. I'm going to serve him. Please, are you here? Wow. You see them, they, they are going to work in places. If you tell them, say they need, oh no, that money, you can't even use it, man. I've seen most of them, they have been attacked by robbers all the time it's of you to take a job that will even give you something less say, no. and you see their lives going back save God amen. amen Pharaoh said I will not let you go God said if you don't let him go you see what I will do to you some of you must say no to some, some jobs. Some job. He said, ask for this job. I, I want a job that would let me go home on Saturday. And on Sunday, I'll be in church. And I'll, I'll be doing something to serve God. Is it a good thing? Is it a good place to clap? Exodus chapter 8 verse 1. Exodus 8 1. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, Go unto Pharaoh and say unto him, that said the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. Why? Why? The emphasis is on serving. The reason why God is a jealous God. Can I tell you something? God is what? God is a jealous God. God doesn't want to share you with anybody. Especially on Sundays. That's why he said, he said, keep the Sabbath holy. Nobody should work in the Sabbath. He said, Come and save me on that day. God is jealous. Me. When the time that you have to be in church, when the time that you have to join the choir and sing, you are somewhere else serving the world. Are you here with me, church? Are you following what I'm saying? Beautiful girls. Work in the church. God, God is jealous. He said, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. In those days, if you are if you work on the Sabbath day, you are even supposed to be killed. But when Jesus came, Jesus said, I am the Sabbath. In other words, save me. It's not a day. All your t- all the time. Save me. That's the meaning of it. Exodus uh-huh. chapter 8 verse 20. Remember the Sabbath day. And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Lo, he cometh forth to the water and say unto him, Thus said the Lord, Let my people go that they may 
serve me. So your salvation is just to serve God. Exodus chapter 10 verse 3. And Moses and Aaron came in unto Pharaoh and said unto him, Thus said the Lord God of the Hebrews, How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go that they may Exodus chapter 10 verse 7. Verse 7, let's go. And Pharaoh, Pharaoh's servant said unto him, How long shall this man be a snare unto us? Let the men go, that they may serve the Lord their God. Knowest thou not yet that Egypt is destroyed? When you don't serve God, you see that the things you are doing is being destroyed. Somebody walked to me. He said, Pastor, my work, I've just been sacked. I said, look, do you want me to tell you the truth? When God was blessing you at the workplace, on Sundays, now they call we are secure. Can you imagine? So on Sunday, you go. There are people, when God bless them, their money, the things they have, they take it outside. It's not to bring it to church to help them. I said, I said, do you want me to tell? That's the truth. Oh, ma, sorry. Fan club. You stop coming to church. Could have been an usher. Could have been helping in the work of God. Sometimes you hear he said, it is destroyed. He said, because you have refused to serve and allowed the children of Israel to go and serve their God, is being destroyed. That's why sometimes God touches certain certain parts. Certain part of your job. Said you are not serving me. You are not paying tithes. You don't serve it. You are not serving me. Because I'm a jealous God. I've given you life. You see, the tithe, even paying tithes, it's service. The tithe is not your soul. Said, the tithe is the Lord's. When you pay tight, it's not like it's your money that you are giving to God. Or you are giving to church. It belongs to God. It's like, it's like for the strength that he gave you and the peace that he gave you and the profit he gave you. He said, just be faithful. With 10%. Age. Closing now. Exodus chapter 10 verse 8. And Moses and Aaron were brought again into Pharaoh. And he said unto them, Go, serve the Lord your God. But who are they that shall go? And Moses said, we will go with our young and with our old and with our sons and with our daughters and with our flocks and with our heads. We will go for we must hold a feast unto the Lord. They said, Moses, I want you to go. But who are you going with? You go alone. Or let the men go. Moses said no. We are going with our old men. With our young men. With our businesses. With our children. With our heads. With our flock. Everything we are, we are going. Said, we must serve God. We must hold a feast to God with with these things. Next verse. And he said unto them, let the Lord be so with you as you let, as I will let you go. And your little ones, look to it, for evil is before before you. Next verse. Not so. Go now, ye that are men, and serve the Lord. For that you did, you did desire. And they were driven out from the presence of Pharaoh. They said, Pharaoh said, okay, I'm going to select some parts. Only the men should go. Next verse. 
And the Lord said unto Moses, Straight out your hand over the land of Egypt for the locust. Another trouble is coming. Oh, you said only the men should go. The women said, shouldn't go. The children shouldn't go. Then they came back. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron in haste. And he said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now therefore forgive. I pray thee my sin only this once. And entreat the Lord your God that he may take away from me this death only. Next verse. And he went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord. Next verse. And Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go ye serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your heads be stayed. Now he says, okay, now you go and serve God. But your flock, your business, don't take them. Satan is always trying hard that if, if you, okay, Okay, what about? Me person be cross, what cross? What could they are meant to offer? Okay, what could? What to offer? What to one city? It means you are tight. Yeah, don't never pay your tight. He's always trying to give you the ring, the limit. He says you can go and serve God, but don't go with your head and your flock. And Moses said, Thou must give us also sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice unto the Lord our God. He said, look, we need our money we need yes, to know. serve God. Yes, God. Amen. Amen. Okay, what was Sorry. Men Men join ashes. Men could he said, this is God. Satan is talking to you by now. When I say, join the choir. Is the devil talking to you? Because he doesn't want you to say. Let's go for evangelism. He's always trying to help you. And trying to deceive you to hold back. So that you don't give all to God. When the woman with the alabaster boss came and broke it before Jesus. The people said, ah! What a waste! Because they looked at that thing. It is something that, that has been passed from generations to generation. Very expensive. How can you break it before Jesus? How can you, you you're a young girl, you are very beautiful. Why are you, why are you always in jail? Why, why are you sweeping? Your hair will be dirty. Why are you in the choir? Why do you come for rehearsals on Saturday? Is that not better things that you can do? Why should you even take transport, transport to go to church? Satan is always trying to tell you not to give much. Not to do much for God. He's always trying to, to take to fight, take part of your time, take part of everything. So that you don't give God much. You must give God little. You come to church. You give an offering to city. You see, in church, when people give an offering to city, they think they have given a lot. But two cities, can you even buy kinke? Is that your lunch? Can you buy kinke and fish? Pepper? It can't. But when they, you see, when they are giving today, Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. So this year, in the afternoon, 2018. There's something we are going to do for everybody to serve. Amen. Amen. We are going to we are going to create avenues for you to also serve God. Amen. Amen. So there's 